friends, and welcome to the 27th episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. I am actually alone today. I know, I'm so sorry, so sad, but today you only get me. However, I am excited about the lineup that we've got coming because we've got some great people that are going to be joining us as special guests, and I think it just brings so much more meat and richness to our discussions whenever we have someone else talking other than just me. Um, So I'm excited about that. So be looking out for the upcoming episodes. Um, You know, this is July 5th. This past weekend, we, um, or the weekend that we're in right now, I guess, we celebrated July 4th weekend. And our family was, you know, it was kind of a chill weekend. We had a, a great relaxing weekend and ended up doing like a fourth celebration with our neighbors and our friends um, in the cul-de-sac just right outside of my house, which was super cool because gathered up some folding chairs and went and put them in the cul-de-sac and like that was it. (laughs) If I got thirsty, I came in and grabbed a drink. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, didn't do anything, go anywhere, but it was still very much like fun and fellowship. And we had, um, we were watching fireworks because right in the end of our cul-de-sac, like Deer Park pops right there at Jimmy Burke and we're facing it. And it was just a great, even though it was a delayed show, it was a great show and that was super cool. We even had some like little kid-friendly fireworks that the kids were able to pop and we ate some watermelon and we just we just had a good time and it felt really American. <laughs> like I know that sounds so dumb, but it was like the American dream, you know? We're all chilling in the cul-de-sac, um of course, social distancing and just having a good time and I just kind of sat back in that moment for which I know is odd for me in itself like to just sit back and be in the moment but you know I did and I was just like man I am so stinking blessed like I have a beautiful family like while we have our own craziness that goes on and we have our own messes we have each other you know and it's 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 a beautiful masterpiece (laughs) and I love my family and I have a nice home. I have nice cars. I live on a wonderful street with pretty fantastic people. I live in a great town. Like I just in my mind was going on and on and on. I can pretty much go and do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. You know, like honestly, I know that we're in the midst of this pandemic and lockdown and all the things that we want to say, but we still, we are so, we're so free, you know, and I guess it was just a parallel of like, okay, July 4th and freedom and all the things. And it got me thinking like, why do we even celebrate July 4th, 4th of July? What is, what are we celebrating? And we are celebrating freedom, like America's independence from Great Britain. And I know there's like a ton that goes into that, but I'm not anybody by any stretch of the imagination historian. So just go with me on this. Right. But it's, the Declaration of the Independence was, uh, the Declaration of Independence was adopted and signed, I guess, right? July 4th, 1776. So this is a Declaration of Independence. This is why we are celebrating July 4th, 4th of July, because it was our independence from Great Britain, our freedom, right? Amidst the Revolutionary War and all the things, it was a fight for independence. And this was 
this was our declaration, uh, America's declaration of independence, of freedom. And so I kind of went on like this, I don't know, rabbit trail, if you will, of like, okay, well, what does declaration mean? What does revolution mean? What does revolutionary mean? Like all of these things. So declaration, um, let me go here. Declaration, a formal or explicit statement or announcement. So it's an announcement, a proclamation, a notification, right? So declaration of independence. This is a notification of independence. We are proclaiming independence. Revolution, a forcible overthrow of government or social order in favor of a new system. So and, and let's just go to revolutionary. Revolutionary involving uh, of causing or complete or dramatic change. So this is amidst the revolutionary war. So we're looking like for dramatic change. We are in favor of new system, right? This is a revolution. Decla declaration of independence. We are declaring, we are proclaiming our independence, our freedom. So First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies, the praises, right, of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You guys, when I read this verse, like, because I started to search, like, okay, well, where, what is, what does scripture say about, um, just all all these things de declaring and revolution and where where can I find this stuff in scripture because everything that we do everything that we think everything every move that we make right goes back to let's test it against scripture and so I came to first Peter 2 9 and I immediately thought I am a warrior like we are warriors we are chosen people but we are warriors for the battle that we are in right now. We are warriors. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for training in righteousness. You guys, the war that we are in, so obviously I think of like freedom, war, battle, declaration, 4th of July, all the things, like all these words. Am I the only crazy person? Like all these words like come. And so I'm thinking, okay, if all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching. So let's just, okay, we stop there. You guys, we have a manual for this war. The Bible, the Holy Bible, scripture, God breathed word is our manual for the war that we are in right now the war that we're in right now as a nation as a world right in isaiah 45 22 turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth for i am god and there is no other again isaiah 45 22 turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth exclamation point for i am god and there is no other. He is the only commander that leads our charge in this battle. God is our commander. We have direct access to the commander, God. When we go back up to 1 Peter 2, 9, and it, it, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. You guys, we have direct access to the commander. We don't have to go to a priest or to a middleman or to a whatever 
we can go directly to the commander directly to the commander that breathed into life the manual for this war right because we are warriors like this is so huge to me i'm thinking about freedom i'm thinking about independence i'm thinking about the war that we're in i'm thinking about all of these things and god has equipped us for this time right now acts 5 29 Peter and the other apostles answered, we must, 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 must obey God rather than other human beings. We must obey God rather than other human beings. And this is not always the popular choice, my friends. This is not always the the thing that people just want to jump on because it sounds like so much fun to go against the grain and what everyone else is doing. Like, no. No, we can say that that's like what we want to do, right? We jump on these bandwagons of, okay, the crowd's going this way, so we're going to go this way. And we go, like, even in Christianity, right? So let me, let me not derail here. I'm, we're going to, if the apostles knew their priorities, do we know our priorities? So let me just ask you that question. It was a priority for the apostles to obey God. Is it the same priority for us? While we should try to live at peace with everyone, you guys, we are at war. (laughs) So we are to live at peace with everyone, but we are at war, spiritual war. And it's inevitable that conflict with the world and its authorities, the authorities of the world, the world meaning like not of God, right? That conflict will arise. I'm not, look, this is not a political ploy. Like this is not, you know, saying that we are at war with the authorities, meaning the police. Like do not, please do not misconstrue what I am saying here. We are not at war with the police. We are not at war with with one another. We are at war, spiritual warfare with the enemy and and the enemy's army, if you will. There, um, there will be situations, you guys, there will be situations where we will have to choose if we will obey God or if we will obey the world, but you won't be able to obey both. You won't be able to please both. You're not going to be able to please the world and please God doing the same thing. That's it's, it's polar. It's apples and oranges. You can't do both. Right? So who do you choose to obey? Who do you choose to follow? like for real, for better or for worse. Okay. So who do you choose? I'll I'll just leave that with you for a moment. And I know that if you are on the other side of this microphone and you are listening to this from your speakers, you're saying to yourself right now, well, of course I choose God. Like if you're a Christian, right? And you're a follower of Jesus, you're thinking I choose God. What about when it gets hard? What about when it gets hard to choose God? What about whenever what you feel and what you want and what your desires are don't align with what you know God is pulling you to or what you know God is saying or even doesn't even align with scripture? What about then? Are you choosing then to obey God? And you guys, this is a personal struggle of my own, right? Like constantly... I'm in this, in this state of like, okay, I, I want this. 
I, I, I desire this in my life, whatever that looks like. I mean, let's just say I desire, um, whatever. I don't know. Okay. I like food, right? I like food. I like to eat. I know that the food that I put into my body is fuel for my body. And if ultimately this is the temple, my body is a temple for, for, for God, for the Holy Spirit to indwell. And I am putting junk into my body. I am fulfilling the desires of this world. I am fulfilling my own personal desires rather than obeying God, right? And obeying scripture and not being a glutton. I am choosing in that moment to eat that donut. Okay, donuts aren't bad. They're not the devil. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. I'm choosing to eat that donut rather than choosing to honor the temple of the Holy Spirit and honor God with my body in that way, knowing that this is a struggle of mine because I'm not going to take the one bite of the donut. Okay. So, you, I mean, these are big things and these are small things. This isn't just about if I'm going to, you know, um, little, little things like choosing a donut or not cho choosing a donut or choosing to speak life or choosing to speak death. I mean, it's, it's, it's the big thing. It's the little things, right? So for better or for worse, we are the bride of Christ for better or for worse, in holy union <laughs> with, with Christ, with God. We take a vow to follow him to the ends of the earth, no matter what that looks like, no matter who likes us, no matter who hates us, we take that vow in covenant. Like we trust him. We trust him. Do we? Do we trust him? A few weeks ago, um, Pastor Matt was given a word from the Lord for me. And I, I got to tell you, like, I was a little bit blown away in the moment because wasn't expecting that. But the word was retreat. And when he said this word, I felt a little bit of a of a pain kind of rise up in me for some reason. I felt like there was this this sting with that word retreat, retreat. When he said it, I definitely felt like a shift in my spirit. At the same time, I didn't realize it, but I had, I had low key. Okay. <laughs> I had low key been feeling like I was, um, abandoning an, an old life or abandoning, um, abandoning a, a, a church new, like San Jacinto or the people at San Jacinto, the students at San Jacinto, the leaders, my friends at San Jacinto in some way. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I haven't made a big announcement of any, any way because I feel like it's not a thing. It's not really necessary, but we have, we have, um, listened to the Lord and we are in a season right now of growing in our spiritual gifts. And the Lord has, has moved our family to risen nation, um, in this season. And so, you know, we've had conversations and talked to different people and what have you. And we've been at San Jacinto for a really a, a long time. And we've served there. The Lord has moved there mightily. And I know that he continues to move there. My family is there, like all the things. So when Pastor Matt said retreat, this word retreat, it, it stung because I think that it was almost as if I were looking at that word in a way of like, 
in a, in a negative way in that, okay, well, you're, re- you're retreating while others are forging ahead or you're pulling back um, and, and away from all the things that, you know, we have worked for as a, as a, as a leadership team and as a family and as a, as a student ministry and as a whatever, like you're retreating and pulling back from all of these things. And honestly, like when, whenever certain things would happen, like if, if I had sent a message to um, a student or a friend or whatever, and they didn't message back, or when people cried, whenever we told them that we, we were leaving, or um, even jokingly said, you know, golly, you're just abandoning us, or you're leaving us behind. I think I stored up those words or those emotions and feelings and didn't even realize that I was doing that. Even if none of those things were meant to be malice, um, or and really, honestly, you guys, I mean, none of it was about me, right? It's not about me. It's, it's never about us. It's never about me. The enemy was using that to build barriers and, and borders and boundaries rather than to build bridges. And, and building bridges, I know that that is what the Lord has charged us with, building bridges, right? And so before Matt had said that, um, I didn't, that, that word retreat, I, I did not allow, I didn't allow myself to feel, I guess, what I was feeling in the moments of all of this stuff being stored up. And before, before he said the word retreat, I had not, I, I didn't, I allowed those words to kind of, um, the picture that I'm getting is like a, a pot, right? Like I did not allow those words to boil over. I allowed the enemy to like keep them at a simmer so that they would just slowly fill up the space of my life with the fragrance of hurt and bitterness, right? I didn't allow it to just come out. Like if you picture a pot boiling and just boiling and it's boiling over and it's popping and you're, you're dealing with it, right? Like it's, it's a, it's at a boil and it's, it's popping out and it's, it's coming up to the surface and all of the things, but that's not what I was allowing to happen. I was allowing the enemy to just keep that at a, at a simmer so that it was just a slow little, little boil there and constantly there feeling filling my space, my life with this, this fragrance of, of just not good, not good. You know, I felt I, not that I was living in a, in bitterness or hurt, but I just, I felt this unsettling in a lot of ways. And at that moment, when Matt, when pastor Matt said that I was called to the carpet and, and I shut down the flame, like I shut it down because that slow simmer would, would begin to take over my life. But it was a lot more than that, you guys. It was so much more than that. God was not finished there. Because the more time, and really, I didn't, I thought he was finished there. And so I didn't spend more time on this word retreat. I was like, okay, thank you, Lord, for this. Matt, thank you for being obedient because it brought all of this stuff to the surface. And I was able to deal with it with Lord and all the things. But God wasn't done there because this word retreat kept coming to mind, kept coming to mind, kept coming to mind. And I've spent more time on that and, and even specifically today. And I want to tell you the definition. So going back to war, right? This is where God's not done, right? Retreat, an act of moving back or withdrawing. Okay. Retreat. We are in battle. So what does it mean to retreat in battle? If we are in battle, what does it mean to retreat in battle? Well, pull back, right? You pull back, you retreat, you withdraw. 
And, and sometimes that's looked at in a negative way, but honestly, you guys, that's when we are able to reload our weapons, sharpen our swords, gather our men, build our strength, mend and shine our armor. This is where I am right now. This is where I am right now. And I have had a holy unrest. I shared that with my friend yesterday, just this holy unrest with it. I don't like retreating. And I didn't put words to that. Like I didn't put it. I just felt like this holy unrest. And it's because I don't like retreating. I don't want to retreat. I don't want to pull back. I thrive on the front lines. I'm energized on the front lines. I'm a natural leader. Why would I want to pull back? Why would I want to withdraw? Right? This was this holy unrest. This has been this holy unrest in me is, is that I don't want, I don't, I don't want to pull back. Like the front lines is for me. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm supposed to be. And the whole time, God's like, it is, you need to, he even, he even told Matt to tell me like retreat, you need to retreat. And I'm like, no, I'm going full force. I'm going all in, you know, like, ah, I'm taking the battle lines. And God's like, my God, Becky, just take a step back, take a step back. You have to reload. You have to recharge. You have to rally the forces, right? Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to withdraw? Well, first because God said so. Okay. Because God said so. Retreat in battle is not always about defeat. Okay. Because immediately in my mind, I associated with retreat with defeat, but retreat is also an intentional tactic to gain more defensible ground, to consolidate and collaborate forces, to encircle an enemy or lead the enemy into an ambush. Oh, you guys, do you feel that? Do you see that? Do you feel that power? Like this retreat is not about defeat. This retreat is about intentionality, like tactics to gain more defensible ground, to to consolidate and to collaborate the forces, the army, the people, his people, his church, the bride of Christ to encircle the enemy, circle up around that dude. Like you are not taking us down. You're not taking this city down. You're not taking our people down. You are not taking America down. You're not taking this world down. Okay. Because the commander God, he is greater. He is bigger and he is causing us to be a force to be reckoned with. And we can lead this enemy into an ambush you guys so I am super charged and super excited about this retreat because I know that God is is sharpening me he's sharpening you in this season in this time we are reloading our weapons we are shining up our armor we are ready for this battle because we know the commander that we that we serve under and we know that he is bigger he is greater he is he is better. He has equipped us. He knows all the things. He is a sovereign God and we have nothing to worry about in this war because we know who we follow. So this is it. Now is the time. Retreat. This is not like retreat, like take a step back and relax. This is retreat, like take a step back, scope out the battlefield, my friends. Scope it out. Listen to the commander. Take order from the commander to be effective in action, to actually make a difference in action, working all things out in our secret place, preparing to storm down the gates of hell.
Can I get an amen? I mean, is somebody hearing me right now? Are you guys listening? Because I am charged. Like, I am charged. I am so ready for this. And I know that in this time of retreat, it's a revolution. Like, a new system with the authority that matters. And that authority is King Jesus. He is the authority that matters. You guys, it is not a battle between you and I, between us, right? This is a spiritual battle and we are ready. We have to be ready. And the only way that we can be ready is to allow the Lord to take us in this retreat and to sharpen us and to collaborate us and to mend us and to build our strength. That's the only way that we are ready. So that's my charge to you guys. Like, let's be in this battle together. Let's collaborate in this together. And in this time of retreat, you guys, let's build strength. Let's build strength. I just want you to know (laughs) you are so loved. I hate to even like end it off there, but we are getting close to the 25 to 30 minute mark. Like, and I feel like this is what the Lord gave me to say. And I don't want to add to, and I don't want to take away from what he's given me to say. And so I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to lay it on the lines. You guys take from it what you will spend some time with the Lord on what he wants you to take from this message of encouragement. And you guys just know that you are so very loved until next time. Mm -hmm.